Hello, hello, welcome to Movie Boys. Um, today we are going to talk about one of the classics, Scarface. Scarface is a 1983 American gangster film. Here we meet Tony Montana, played by Al Pacino. Yeah, and uh, if you haven't seen it, which would be a travesty because it's a great film, uh, we're going to give you a uh, summary of the most important parts of the film. So the uh, movie starts with uh, a guy we know as Anthony Montana, uh, which he shortens to Tony Montana. And he's a Cuban. Uh, and uh, along with a lot of other uh, Cuban refugees, he escapes to America from the uh, communist regime uh, governing Cuba. Yeah. And the refugees is not uh, refugees, they are criminals. Yeah, that, that's how it's presented yeah. in the movie. Yeah. yeah. That uh, this was used as an opportunity by the Cuban government to expel a lot of criminals from Cuba. Yeah, and uh, further in the movie, uh, they start up uh, cocaine business. Yeah, because they do a favor for uh, this uh, drug lord while they're yeah. in a refugee camp. They commit murder. They're uh, assassins, basically. Yeah, and they kill this guy, and they're uh, accepted into this gang. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, the character, the main character, uh, Tony Montana, played by Al Pacino, he's a great, uh, great player. Um, he has also big roles in uh, known movies as The Godfather, Scent of a Woman, and Godfather Two and Three. Yeah, which shows how uh, this movie, despite its uh very different approach to the classic uh, gangster movie is yeah. uh, still in touch with its roots. Uh, not only in terms of that they're using uh, the very same actor, but uh, that a lot of the concepts are the <coughs> same of uh, this uh, perceived honor and uh, such that the mafia is supposed to have. Uh, now, moving on to uh, our summary, yeah? Yeah. Uh, after he's introduced to this gang, he starts making these power plays. Yeah. He starts getting, uh, you know, uh, into more and more deals and uh, being more and more dominant. Yeah. But uh, he, he sells drugs, but he do not take drugs. Not yeah. uh, they say, uh, don't get high on your own supply. Yeah. yeah. This obviously changes yeah. later. Yeah. Movie, as <laughs> yeah. <you> see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now. Um, he keeps on making these power plays until he's a very big player within uh, uh, this uh, Frank's gang. Yeah, uh, and he gets enemies. Yeah, he gets yeah. a lot of enemies, including yeah. uh, Frank himself yeah. uh, at some point after he uh, tries to steal his wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is a very funny um, part of the movie, him uh, being very pushy onto his wife and just uh, not caring, which shows how... Um, arbitrary uh, Tony views uh, these uh, social relations as uh, he just sees what he wants and he takes it yeah doesn't care although he still has morals we can see this later in the movie as we'll discuss later yeah um, what do you think about F. Murray Abram that plays yeah F. Murray Abram he plays uh, Omar yeah it's like this yeah. um, enforcer kind of guy <coughs> for uh, for Frank, but uh, what I find really interesting about this movie especially, which is uh, showcased in this F. Murray Abram, is that a lot of people who had their start in this movie uh, went on to do bigger things. F. Murray Abram especially, you know, is uh, essentially an unknown actor, 
before Scarface, but after Scarface, he uh, got an Oscar-winning role in uh, uh, Amadeus. Yeah, a very famous movie. That's cool. How you can see gangster movies make you famous, like Al Pacino yeah. that plays in The Godfather. Especially yeah. good ones like Scarface, yeah. uh, because they were kind of shunned by a lot of people because yeah. uh, the public was very conservative in terms <laughs> of uh, how violence should be uh, shown. Because uh, when Scarface was first uh, released, they thought it would lead to ultra-violence, oh. uh, <laughs> such as it's called in uh, Clockwork Orange, which uh, is very similar to Scarface in a lot of ways. Yeah. But we'll talk about that later again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we have to finish our summary, yeah. right? Um, yeah, after... Uh, after he deal a lot of drugs, uh, he's on the top. Yeah, he, he got he gets many enemies, and uh, to then Fra- Frank uh, tried to kill him. Yeah, because yeah. uh, he was essentially uh, yeah. yeah, he was stealing yeah. his wife, yeah. and Frank was very mad, so yeah. he tried to have him killed. So they now this is a turning point in the movie, you see. Yeah, because uh, here um, Tony is no longer just some minion for this. Uh, High-ranking guy. Yeah, he's uh, turned into uh, a boss. Yeah, and uh, to then uh, people raid his uh, big house. Yeah, which is caused by his uh, dominant and aggressive uh, uh, behavior, because uh, you remember this uh, Bolivian man who's uh, got friends in the government and uh, this Sosa guy. Um, he's using him as his supplier because he hates Colombians, which um, famously are the main suppliers of cocaine in uh, the Americas and the world, essentially. Uh, so he uses the Bolivian supplier instead. But uh, after he refuses to kill children, because um, the Bolivian sent a handler, you know, an assassin, to kill this um, whistleblower. But he refuses to uh, blow this car bomb they've placed underneath his car because there are children in it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which shows that even though uh, this Tony Montana seems like a very cruel and uh, very mean person, he still has morals, you know, he doesn't kill children. Yeah. Yeah, that's a difference between uh, the, these two bosses or uh, drug bosses. Yeah. But uh, after he's uh, refused to kill the children, this whistleblower, he starts talking about the Bolivian government and their uh, association with uh, cocaine and uh, cocaine drug lords in the US. And uh, this makes uh, his suppliers also very angry. So he sends people to raid his apartment, uh, his uh, mansion, sorry. Yeah, his his mansion. It's a very large mansion, in fact. Uh, Calling uh, calling it an apartment would be a disgrace. (laughs) Now, do you want to... uh, yeah, and uh, here we can see uh, Tony sits at his office uh, with uh, a lot of uh, money and uh, cocaine uh-huh. um, laid back in his uh, chair. Yeah. And uh, uh, I remember that uh, people tried to raid his um, um, yeah, raid his mansion. <laughs> uh, they walk in the door and uh, people tried to sneak... Uh, Sneak up uh, on his office uh, window, um, and um, the people that raid him 
runs in with the guns and yeah. try to kill him. Um, then Johnny, uh, then Tony Montana finds uh, <laughs> finds a big uh, yeah he has this big gun. yeah big gun yeah. and uh, walk out the, the office and gun gun the yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That, that famous quote he says yeah, yeah. you remember it. Uh, say hello to my little yeah, friend. Say hello yeah. to my little friend. Yeah. But uh, what I really liked about this scene, especially, is the uh, sense of despair yeah. you get from uh, Tony, essentially, yeah. because uh, before this scene, um, you know, happens, his uh, sister comes into his room and tries to kill him because she's very sad because he oh, killed her yeah, lover. Yeah. yeah, he killed her lover and his best friend in a. Uh, he essentially was just filled with rage. So yeah. even though he didn't necessarily want to kill Manny, mm. he he just killed him, and this made his sister very angry. So yeah. she began to shoot at him. Yeah. Now the uh, people raiding him, they uh, also killed his sister. So he was feeling his despair and rage inside of him, which explains his later rampage. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, as we can see in the uh, end of the movie, he stands at the top of this. Uh, the staircase, yeah. yeah, and it just shoots, and he's being shot and shot, <laughs> yeah. and shot and shot and shot, and it it takes a double barrel shotgun to the back to kill yeah. him. Yeah, we can also see that in uh, the scene where uh, where someone drives uh, drive uh, at street and the gun uh, uh, Montana down. Yeah, yeah, with uh, a lot of. Uh, uh, shoot, Sh uh. yeah, 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 yeah I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah. And um, he uh, survived. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's in the the nightclub, yeah. Yeah. When That's uh, uh, one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, when yeah. he's just uh, he's just laying there, he's so yeah. tired and yeah. depressed, really, because he feels so alone. Yeah. Uh, and then Frank's men they start shooting at him because he seems them preparing their guns. Yeah. And he he just knows it's what's about to happen, but he just sits there yeah. as if he doesn't care. Mm. But uh, yeah, anyways, that's the movie. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, some of the actors in this movie, you know, uh, such as uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, uh, this movie was essentially a start for a lot of famous actors who yeah. went on to play big roles. Yeah. You know, Michelle Pfeiffer, she uh, went on to play uh, Catwoman. Yeah. And uh, she played in Hairspray as well. You know, uh, the other movies she played in uh, escapes my mind at the moment. But uh, yeah. If you will give the movie a star, like a uh, rating, yeah, rating yeah. one to six, one to six, I'd say five. Yeah. Well, how about you? Mm, five or six. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, one of the best movie I've seen. Yeah. Which uh, brings us on to the director, you know, uh, yeah. Brian De Palma. Yeah. Uh, when I looked him up, what really surprised me was the range of his movies. You know, he created uh, his start essentially was Carrie, the cult classic as well. Uh, and he also, uh, very surprising to me at least, uh, was uh, that he also directed The Untouchables. Oh yeah, the yeah. movie with the a very heart gripping yeah. and emotional movie. Yeah, a very contrast, uh, very stark contrast to this. Uh, yeah. The m the movie with the millionaire in the yeah. chair. Yeah. Very stark contrast to this crime-ridden ultra-violence piece. Yeah. Now, this word ultra-violence, um, uh, have you seen The Clockwork Orange? No, no okay. 
Well, anyways, uh, it's a big range for a scar from Scarface to uh, the Untouchables. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think Brian De Palma was inspired by Clockwork Orange in this uh, sense of ultra violence, and the uh, effect it had on uh, the public, in a sense, was uh, also very similar because uh, a lot of people were afraid that these uh, scenes, essentially uh, glorifying violence, in a sense, which they really don't. They show you the consequences it has, and these people the people uh, affected by the violence directly and the people committing these violent acts. You know, it's not good for your mind to uh, <laughs> oh. do such things. I, I don't think I have to say it out loud. Yeah. I think it's something um, we all know inherently. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Uh -huh. Now, how do you want to end this podcast? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Should we just say... Don't get high on your own supply. <laughs> yeah, don't get high on your own supply, kids. And don't, uh, don't do drugs. And don't disappoint a uh, Bolivian crime lord. <laughs> yes. Bye. Thank you and goodbye.